Hey listeners, before I start this episode, I want to say that 2020 is a big year for pharmacy and politics. With elections being held from the presidency to state and even local officials, make sure you register to vote. If you're not sure if you registered to vote or just want to double check, go to vote.org to easily find out and follow the link. Welcome to the Political Pharmacist Podcast, the first podcast to focus on the political side of pharmacy. Here's your host, Eric Geyer. Welcome, Political Pharmacist Podcast listeners. I'm your host, Eric Geyer, and today I have with me Dr. Devin Barlow. Dr. Barlow went to school at the Campbell University, class of 2018, and is also currently pharmacy manager at a large chain pharmacy. Devin, what other roles do you have in pharmacy or that you will care to share with the guest today? Hi, Eric. Thank you for having me on. I am pretty actively involved in Capsi Pharmaceutical Fraternity. I do several things with the organization. I'm also highly involved in corporate life at the chain that I work at. I had some time that I got to spend at home office there. So I've got my hands in a couple different things throughout the profession. Oh, that's awesome. Great. Always good to hear some of those extracurricular activities. So the reason I wanted you on the podcast today was because, ironically enough, something you shared on Facebook that kind of went low-key viral, if you will. It was a post that you had about pharmacists taking breaks. Would you mind reading that post or sharing that post with us today? Absolutely, Eric. So my post read as follows, and this was from um, Saturday right after I got off from my my shift. Today I was broken. This photo is of the food I bought at 8 a.m. but never touched. I just got off at 7.05 p.m. I forfeited my lunch and breakfast because we were so busy in the pharmacy today. That 30-minute break that we close for lunch every day, I usually work through it because there is too much to do to stop. After eight years in retail pharmacy, I know what it's like to be busy and burn out, but today I was broken. So if you come in after my lunch that was forfeited today, I'm sorry I was so short with you. What you didn't see was me working with a call out and two brand new technicians. What you didn't see was that one technician went on lunch, leaving my other to focus on inputting since she is still learning and needs time to focus on making sure that you get the right medication. What you didn't see was me, the pharmacist, not only checking out my busy five plus people line at the register, but checking those input prescriptions, filling them, checking them again, bagging them, and then checking you out all by myself. You clearly didn't see me running and trying my absolute best. I, the pharmacist, noticed that you had an allergy to penicillin and had a cephalosporin medicine called in. I, the pharmacist, made sure you were aware that you can have an allergy to this medicine too and made sure to talk to you before filling it. I, the pharmacist, then during this crazy period asked you to give me 15 minutes to fill it since you wanted it. And I, the pharmacist, between ringing up people at the register, ran to fill, check, and bag your prescriptions to ensure that it got you got it within 10 minutes. And yet you decided I wasn't worthy enough to be nice to You decided to tell everyone in line how awful I am, how your doctor called this in hours ago and it still wasn't ready. And when I tried to explain the situation to you and tell you that I'm doing my best, you decided I wasn't worthy enough for your grace and kindness today. And I was broken. And I cried in front of you and the rest of the line. And that may have made me seem weak, but I am doing everything I can do for you to ensure you get the proper medicine you need. And through my tears, I help the next person and the next after that. So yeah, 
Today I was freaking broken. Today I didn't eat. Today I worked 11 hours. Yesterday, 13. And tomorrow I'll come into your rudeness again for eight hours. And I'll keep doing it despite being broken. But remember this. It takes no time or money to be kind to retail workers. We are doing all we can. I want to say thanks again for sharing that because for me, somebody who does work retail, community, whatever you want to call what we do, I think it resonated. And I, I know I've skipped lunches before. I've worked extra off the clock. I've come in early. I've stayed late. All things that you've kind of mentioned there just to put patients first and do what's best for them. Not just because I legally have to, but because it's what we took an oath to do. Why do you think that that post was shared so widely and resonated so well with so many people? Well, I want to start by saying that I definitely did not mean for it to go viral the way that it did. But the fact that it did really showed me that people resonate with this. People understand because so many people in retail pharmacy and not just retail pharmacy, but in the medical profession are going through the same things every single day. We're constantly feeling like we're burnt out. We are constantly skipping lunch breaks. We are trying to work as hard as we can, which seems like just an uphill battle that right when we get to the top, there's another hill. So I think that everybody seems to be able to really resonate with the way that I felt. And I think that that's a huge issue. Yeah. And I will say that on the one good thing is at least your work does offer you a lunch. There's quite a few pharmacies that, that don't get that benefit. Granted, part of it here is you chose not to take it. And I wanted to know, do you think that's because you thought that was what was best for your store and for your employer or because it was what was best for you? Why do you feel that you kind of had to skip the lunch that day just because you had call-offs or what was it? So I will say I don't always skip my lunch and I am very thankful that I do get the opportunity to close for 30 minutes whenever I work by myself. With that being said, and as many people can seem to understand, if you do take some time to yourself to sit down and eat, then you're behind even worse. And so sometimes, especially when you have a call out or when the only time that you're going to get a free period to catch up on what you have to do for the day is during that 30 minutes not having any customers, you have to make a hard decision to pick up and continue to go on and to get caught up so that the rest of your day is not awful. I, I've had that happen before too. And I've even had it where when I have closed for lunch, people will say, I can't believe you closed for lunch. And, you know, it's probably not the most uh, courteous thing of me to do. But a lot of times I'm like, well, you know, do you get a lunch? And they're like, yeah, okay. Do you think I should get a lunch? And then they, they really can't respond very well to that. Or if they do, the either way, it comes off pretty bad on them, I feel like. Have you seen, have you had that happen with you before? Absolutely. <laughs> and I, I have a pharmacy where when I close down, my um, there's a window actually right where I'm standing. So if I do work, then I have multiple people come up and bang on the wall. And even if I point at the sign that says we're closed till two o'clock, they get very frustrated. And, you know, it just it just surprises me because we've been doing this and it's fairly new at the company I work with, but we've been doing it for months and, you know, it's posted online and it just baffles me that nobody else would go to a restaurant that wasn't open yet and bang on their door and get upset because their hours are posted. And I've had farmers <laughs> who have literally been told by customers, well, why do you need to get a lunch? Yeah. Why do you need to eat? Yeah. And, you know, I, I find very ironic is everybody realizes or knows that most, if not all, doctor's offices close for lunch. Now, the ERs don't, but the doctor's office themselves, like the primary care practice, and they have no problem with it. How are we any different than that? Absolutely. And with that being said, I do understand that a lot of those providers are probably going to be having a working lunch. And I'm yeah. okay having a working lunch, 
but I do deserve a little bit of peace and quiet and for people not to get so irate with us when we do decide to take a moment to ourselves. And when, you know, we're working 12, 13, 14 hour shifts by ourselves. Yeah. And, you know, I think again, just to kind of tell the audience here how much it resonated, the picture you posted with it was just a, like a sad looking little bag of (laughs) Chick-fil-A. And I think it was shared almost three and a half thousand times. It had well over 500, maybe 700 some comments on it, which that's just the original post. That was kind of all the offshoots of it. So I think that really spoke to the larger audience was, you know, we've all been there and looked at our lunch sitting there on the counter cold, or in your case, I think it might even been your breakfast sitting there on the counter cold. And been like, damn, I didn't get to eat that. And now I'm not going to eat it because it's been sitting there for so freaking long. Absolutely. It's just sad. And I came <laughs> home and I just threw it in the trash. <laughs> yeah. Which never mind the, the five, 10 bucks you're out. It's also the fact you're just like, man, I just wasted that. <laughs> right. And yeah, I think you pointed out one of the key things here and saying that you appreciate that you get a lunch. And I think almost all pharmacists who do get a lunch appreciate it because it wasn't that long ago, no, no pharmacies closed for lunch. And even a lot of other healthcare providers, we're actually part of the exception, exempted employees under the um, FLSA law that we are not mandated to get a lunch, get paid for overtime, you know, get pay, compensated if we put in extra hours. It's actually expected of us when you read the law, which in preparing for this episode, I was like, I knew we were, we knew we were exempt, but I didn't realize that even overtime, they don't have to pay us anything, which I think is a, a little bit of an issue, not just for pharmacists, but for healthcare workers overall, that we really aren't allowed or aren't supposed to prioritize our own mental health or our own well-being, but we have to take care of other people. What do you think about that? Yeah, I think that's really important to reiterate because you know, I read through every single comment on my post, on my original post, and it was about, a, it was more than a thousand at this point. And a lot of people commented that it's the law that I take a lunch break. And they didn't understand that, <laughs> number one, I'm a salary member of management. I am not an hourly worker. Therefore, I am not required to take a break. And it's not the law that I sit down and do that and have that luxury. But number two, that we're not the only ones that are exempt from this. You know, one of the largest population that would comment on that and really understood what we were going through was registered nurses. Mm-hmm. And I, I know that that's a very difficult field right in line with what we're doing. And I, I, I feel for them because they also are exempt from this lunch. And it's just not, it's not fair because we feel as though we have to continue to work until our health diminishes. I definitely see nurses do have a thankless job when it comes to what they do. I know a lot of times with the, uh, with pharmacy, sometimes we're at odds with nurses because we're trying to get through them to get something resolved or fighting with them when it comes to a drug thing, whatever it is. But I think that we can all recognize that, damn it, we need at least a few minutes to have a lunch break every now and then. Mm-hmm. And it's really easy for people to get up there and say, well, you should have taken your break. But, you know, it's really easy for you to say that without understanding what we go through. And same goes for nurses. And so I'm hoping that by my post alone, that people really open their minds a little bit and understand, especially between the professions, that we're not at odds against each other. We're in this together. We, we're both fighting this uphill battle. Yeah. And you posted it at an interesting time. It was right after Christmas, right before New Year's, which is, honest to God, one of the most stressful times for retail pharmacy. Add to that the fact that it's the holidays and a lot of people who come out are just generally pretty stressed. And we're trying to do everything we can to get people's prescriptions before the end of the year, before the insurances change. And it really can be overwhelming. The other day at my pharmacy, we we had a call off, like you said, and I'm a little bit busier than you are. I literally had 15 patients deep in line in a full drive-thru. 
And we only have one person call off of the seven to eight techs we have staffing at one time with three pharmacists. Mm. So yeah, I, I get it. And that was the day I worked through my lunch too. And when, when I saw your post a couple of days later, I'm like, damn, I get it. <laughs> it's rough. <laughs> oh yeah. And again, especially with the holidays. When it comes to other healthcare professionals, you hit on some of them, whether it be physicians, uh, nurses, but the, another one I always thought of is resident physicians or even resident pharmacists who mm-hmm. put in all these crazy hours and aren't paid hardly anything compared to what the, the staff pharmacist or even the staff physician would be in that case. With some of those laws that affect salaried members and uh, exempt employees, what do you kind of think is the is the sweet spot there? Should it be like mandated that we get a, get a lunch or is it one of those things that, you know what, unfortunately we fall in between the cracks of the general population? You know, and I've gone back and forth with this. I really don't have the right answer because it has become what seems like the expectation that we go above and beyond and that we do forfeit things like this and we don't get those luxuries, especially with resident pharmacists and resident physicians. I mean, you see all the shows, <laughs> you see what they go through. Yeah. So I, I'm not really sure the answer to that because while I would like to say that it should be required that I sit and have my lunch, I also do like having the luxury of being a salaried member of management. I can come in two hours early and get my fill called up if, I, if that's what I decide that I need to do for my business needs. And so while I would like to say I think it should be required for me to sit and have a lunch break, I also like to have that flexibility as well in case I cannot. Yeah. And I hope with some of that flexibility, you have a little bit of overlap on some days where you can kind of cut those two hours because that dips into a whole different, whole different part of the law that can lead to some burnout. So with that, I know Illinois actually had a law out there. It failed previously. I think now it's currently pending hearing with the committee about mandating pharmacists get breaks and also limiting the workload pharmacists do in a given day on top of adding a little bit more tech to pharmacist ratio per number of prescription filled. Do you think that's a good idea that a state go as far as to mandate a law and limit prescriptions a pharmacist can fill in the state? I don't because it does limit the growth that your pharmacy can have. With that being said, a lot of pharmacies lately have cut pharmacist hours, as we know. Mm-hmm. And so I will say that I have really it's really been difficult for me to stay with the tech to pharmacist ratio in North Carolina. So, for example, ours is one to four. And so I only have overlap on Mondays, which means I can only have more than four technicians on Mondays, even though, you know, that's that's a need. They're being given opportunities to do more patient care testing, to do have, have more leisure with their time to help the pharmacist. But if I don't have more of them and there's less of me, what are we left with? A skeleton staff. Yeah. And you hit on a kind of another fun point. I agree. I don't think it should necessarily be mandated. And my reason is a little different than yours. I always worry about the independence. When I see a law like this, how can an independent pharmacy who is the owner, why should they be limited? And if they want to take lunch breaks or don't want to take lunch breaks, it's their own, it's their own business. They should do what they do. But on the other hand, when you start talking about a chain that's especially a chain over 10 stores, I'd even say over like probably six, but definitely over 10, they should have enough staff. They should be able to make that accommodation. I don't like mandating things onto people, but at the same time, I do think that there's a, there's a sweet spot here with once you're so many stores, you should be able to provide your, your employees with that. But I do think of the little guy with it. Eric, I think that it's really a larger problem. Oh yeah. Um, it's not just about, you know, mandating lunches. Back when I had overlap almost every single day, I got to take an hour lunch break and I did not feel guilty about it. It was no longer, it wasn't the expectation at that time that 
I need to work through my lunch. Yeah. Um, like it has been for many people, for many chains for a long time now. And now we're really feeling that pressure because we're cutting back on those pharmacist hours. So there's more for one pharmacist to do. Yeah. And I think that you hit on a point, the, the expectation about working through your lunch. I don't know about you, but I've had a few times and not thrown under the bus, but where I've had a higher member of management, whether it be my direct district manager or somebody even higher, come in the store and when they, I'm trying to explain something to them, like, why didn't you get it done? And I'm like, well, when's the time? And literally one of the suggestions was, well, you know, when you close for lunch, and I'm like, well, wait, wait, wait a minute. So I, now I can't take a lunch. And then the response back is always, no, take your lunch. But have you had some of that? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and, you know, I did put in my post, I, I truly do love my employer. And they have treated me very well. My boss is amazing. You know, I have nothing really bad to say about them. With that being said, I have seen where people have put in notes where they've come through and done tours in pharmacies, and they've stated that lunch is not a time for you guys to slow down. It's that 30-minute break that you get where you have no customers and you need to use, you need to utilize it properly. And that just struck me. You yeah. know, if I yeah. want to leave the pharmacy for during my 12, 13, 14-hour shift for 30 minutes, then I should be allowed to do, make that decision. Yeah. And I've seen where some some of the corporate roles of quote unquote lunch programs or lunch pilots will say the pharmacy stays open, but the pharmacist can just go in the back and take their lunch because I don't know. I, I don't see that working very well. What do you think? Oh, yeah. No, that's almost impossible because <laughs> even if people are working in the pharmacy behind you, they still need you. Yeah. You have to touch every single prescription. So nothing can really go too far other than filling without you. Yep. And, and the other thing is, this might not apply as much to pharmacy techs, but this definitely applies to some of the physicians, the nurses, and 100% pharmacists. Not only are you having to check the prescription, you're getting the phone call. In most cases, you're doing both at the same time. And then you also have patients who ask questions who come up who are trying to flag you down or just sometimes just yelling at you, trying to get your attention. And you also have technicians who have questions for you. Is that the similar work environment you see? Yes. And, you know, it's very difficult for me to find a sweet spot because while I try to tell my, especially my new technicians, three before me, I asked three people before me, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's really, it's quite impossible. And you try not to get frustrated and uh, take it out on your staff, but, you know, you literally can never finish one thing all the way through, it feels like, without getting interrupted. Yeah. And I mean, that's where mistakes happen. Oh, yeah. And that's actually kind of what the Illinois law was based around was pharmacist burnout and the number of mistakes or incidences that patients should have been warned about with their prescriptions and things that were missed. Like like you mentioned your post, an allergy, for example. What do you think would be a good way for pharmacists to kind of not necessarily speak out or protest, but a good way for them to present this so that we can actually get lunch breaks? I think the more that we open ourselves up for not just other medical professionals, but our customers to understand what actually goes on in a pharmacy, I think the more understanding people will have. One of the things that really resonated with me on my post is just random customers who said how much they appreciated their pharmacy staff or how they really truly had been rude customers before themselves because they didn't realize what we go through. If you've noticed on, I, I watched just about every medical show there is, I love it. <laughs> 
But every time there's a pharmacist on there, they're like the crooked pharmacist. There's it's not really it's not really a real adaptation of what we do. And so I feel like the more we actually open up and show people that this is what goes on behind there. This is why this could be so dangerous and why we're not just putting a label on your bottle and giving it to you. I think the more transparent we are, the more people are going to start understanding what we go through and then they're not hopefully they will have a little bit of empathy when we decide to take a break. You know, I've been kicking the can around on this idea for a long time. I wish I had better screenwriting skills, but a pharmacy drama, comedy, dramedy, whatever you want to call it, sitcom would be freaking hilarious if the public actually got to see what we deal with on a given day. Absolutely. <laughs> um, but anyway, digressing for a bit. I think you kind of mentioned earlier that with the retail cutting some of their pharmacist hours, that kind of spills back to the PBMs cutting reimbursement for pharmacist chains and then the retail having less money to pay us. And so it's kind of a trickle down of where the PBM issue for pharmacists, I think most pharmacists get it, but so they can kind of draw a direct correlation goes from the PBM not paying us, the employer not having enough money, and then therefore us not getting a lunch break, therefore putting customers or patients at risks. Would you agree with that? A 100%. I mean, I have been lucky enough to work for, you know, a corporate chain. So I don't have to see that as much as independent pharmacists do on a regular basis. But from what I can see from just, for example, from GoodRx coupons or oh, from <laughs> the amount of money that we actually get reimbursed on simple things like that, we're not get, we're not seeing any of that money really. And so it, we want to expand our services so that we can recuperate that money, like with patient care testing, immunizations. But how are you supposed to expand your services if we're decreasing our hours? Yeah, you know, exactly. Or, yeah, decreasing your staff hours or your open hours anywhere. There's a decrease. You have to cut something. So, yeah. But it definitely starts from the top with the PBMs. There's, there's got to be something that changes with that, or pharmacy is just going to continue to go down the drain, especially our independents. Yeah, and and I hope that that little that little excerpt there helps ring in with some other pharmacists. Of obviously, we understand the PBM issue, but this isn't just about greed. This is about one taking care of our personal self, so we don't get burned out, so we don't get frustrated not to pick on you here, but so you're not crying in front of patients because you're so stressed out and then taking out somebody at home or, you know, at, when you go home, you take it out in yourself, however you do that. So I think it's, Absolutely. then, then it spills even the patient care. So, I mean, it, it's not just the patients at this point who are being hurt. It's also us because of the PBM. I think you really hit the nail on the head with some of that. And right. to, to our own fault, have you ever heard a pharmacist brag about not taking lunch? No. <laughs> okay. I, uh, I, maybe it's a little bit because I'm a little bit older than you are here, but I've heard a lot all the time, older pharmacists who are like, well, I have worked 12 hours. And I didn't get a lunch or back in my day or this, that, and the other version of that. And I'm like, why would you brag about that? That's like bragging <laughs> about beating yourself up. <laughs> well, I have seen that comparison with other medical professionals though. Yeah. And even if you go dive into my post a little bit, I have seen a couple of people be like, well, imagine being a nurse or imagine this. You know, it's everybody deserves respect. Everybody deserves breaks. Nobody deserves to be burnt out. You know, the medical profession in general has one of the highest suicide rates and burnout rates. And it's not, you know, us against you. It's all of us together. And with that, medical professionals, obviously because of access, but doctors, pharmacists, and nurses have some of the highest substance abuse rates, whether it be prescription drugs or alcohol. So, I mean, I'm sure you've seen that with people you know in some sort of fashion. Unfortunately, yes. 
again, a lot of that goes back to basic self-care. Burnout at work is a major factor of that. One issue I know I always think of is I always hear like surgeons, for example, or ER doctors say, I can't take a break. I work all like this many hours, which on a certain day, I guess I get it because like you said, there's certain days you don't take a lunch. It might not bother you, but I think there always needs to be that option. Do you think there's a sweet spot with other medical professionals besides pharmacists that possibly there could be something worked in or is it that same catch 22? Unfortunately, I I wish there was a black and white answer, but there just isn't, you know, nurses go into the same situation and I keep coming back to nurses because, you know, my, my family's full of nurses. I understand what they go through on a day-to-day basis and their patient ratios are ridiculous. Mm -hmm. They, if you do take, you have to kind of decide between yourself and taking a lunch for yourself and then helping that next patient. And, you know, we got into this, we got into this field because we, most of us genuinely really care about people. And so we want to be quick. We want to satisfy them. We, we want them to walk away happy and we want to care for them. So we we're stuck in an awkward position constantly of deciding between taking care of ourselves and taking care of our far too many customers. Yeah. And nursing and pharmacy is very different in the amount of patients we see. And I think it's a little different, but it's the, it, the same concept still applies. They might have, I, I don't even know what nurse ratios are, 10 to 20, maybe 30 patients. At least they can be concentrated on a smaller number. We have who knows how many. I, in a given day, I've sold over 1,000 prescriptions in a day. Mm-hmm. Th- obviously, that's not 1,000 patients, but it might be 400 patients. And I couldn't tell you everyone who came to my counter that day. And that definitely adds to some of the burnout. Absolutely. And it increases the amount of mistakes that we make because yep. I, I can't tell you sometimes, and it's awful, but we just kind of go on autopilot sometimes because you don't have a choice. Yep. If you had any advice to give to somebody about taking their breaks or working through lunches, coming in early, what have you, what advice would you give them to try and reduce mistakes or avoid burnout? I think just remembering that when you go home, you've done everything that you could that day to help everybody the best of your ability. You're going to have days like this because unless something seriously changes in the near future, it's going to continue on, unfortunately. But continue to keep your head up high. Continue going in and realizing that you're changing people's lives every day. And while I, I did have that terrible experience and I do have angry customers all the time, I still have beautiful people who really, truly appreciate what we do. And, you know, I didn't actually say this in my post because I was so torn up, but somebody mentioned that. I'm surprised nobody else in line said anything. Well, they they did actually, you know, after that person left, you know, a lady came up and was like, can I please give you a hug? She's like, I see how hard you're working. Another lady came up and was almost in tears herself as I'm like sitting here trying to hold back tears. And so, you know, there, for every one customer that you have, that's terrible. You probably have five to 10 that really appreciate what you do. So just keep that in mind and remember that. I think that's a, that's a great, great point you make there. I know I'm not a crier myself, but I've been known to go back and just chuck a pen somewhere because I get mad. So it's <laughs> <laughs> probably not the best best way to uh, to lead by example, if you will. But I know it happens at times. Yeah, I, for me, if I had to give a piece of advice to somebody, I would actually say if they give you a break, make sure you take your break and make sure to set that with your boss that, hey, I'm this is my time. I need 20 minutes, 30 minutes, whatever they give you to go de-stress, whether it be walk, closing the pharmacy, walking out, whether it be going to the back of the pharmacy, if that's what they require of you, and just zoning out for a few minutes. You need to do something to, to get your peace of mind in the day because I think that's Love huge it. to avoid your burnout. And I'd just like to touch on that and say that, you know, I am 
as a pharmacy manager, I have to make sure that I'm still setting good examples for my technicians. Yeah. And I want them to feel like they can take a break and de-stress as well. And so I, I realized that I should not forfeit my breaks and that, you know, while it's easier said than done, I need to start, you know, forcing myself to really sit down and have really some amazing technicians who make sure that I eat and tell me, hey, it's time for you to slow down now, like take a break, sit down. So um, just surrounding yourself with those incredible people and making sure you as a manager are setting a good example for the people that you're leading. Yeah, that's a great point too. make sure your techs and your help also get their breaks in. It's not just you. That can make that can make or break your day is, you know, a technician who's great is worth their weight in gold, although we can't pay them like that, unfortunately. Absolutely. So with that, do you have anything else you want to comment about your post or some feedback you got or anything before we kind of dive into my two questions I ask everybody on here? <laughs> uh, no, I just want to say thank you to everybody who commented and shared and really, truly understood what I was going through. It was a rough and raw moment for me. As I said, I got off work and I angrily type that into my Facebook and <laughs> not the best thing to do. Um, but with that being said, I, I do truly appreciate every single person who had kind words to say. Awesome. Angry tweeting Facebooking is not always the best thing to do. <laughs> uh, but you know what? Hey, it resonated. And I think that I think that's that's why it resonated is because we've all been there. So thanks again for sharing your your emotions. I uh, I think it really came through in the post. I know I felt it when I when I read it. So moving on to the questions I ask everybody here, if you could change one thing about pharmacy overall, doesn't have to be related to this topic if you don't want it to be, what would you change? As I kind of alluded to before, I'd like to really open up pharmacy so that people can understand what we do on a day-to-day -day basis more. Because I think that if we did that, then we could become more respected in what we do. You know, I've been told on numerous occasions that I'm just a cog in the wheel or I've been related to that of a janitor in my profession. And I, I hope that people understand, you know, we go to school for seven, eight plus years and we are doctors. You know, we hold that title and we do everything that we can for you every single day. So I, I wish that I could really open up what we do to more people so that they understand and respect what we go through. Yeah, I I wholeheartedly agree with you on that one. I tend to push back when I hear people say things like that. I hope you do too. And I, I hope <laughs> all the listeners also push back into that. Not with a sense of entitlement or you're better than, but just, no, I'm important and here's why. And try and take that as a moment to show your worth for people. I know I've had, I've had people say similar stuff to me. I've even had physicians say similar things like that to me. And I think it makes me more mad when a physician or somebody like that says it than it does a patient because they should understand why we're there. Absolutely. Yeah, that's, oh man, you got my blood boiling a little bit with that one. <laughs> no, I'm getting a little like that too. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's all right. We, we both get it here. That's probably most of the listeners do. Uh, if you could change one law about pharmacy though, federal, state, what have you, what would you change? Although there are many things that <laughs> I could come up with here. I'd say that it all starts from the top. You know, as we were talking about PBMs and re reimbursement rates, um, and making changes to how our big corporate chains are basically taking control over the insurance market and making the situation 10 times worse. That and giving us provider status would open up a whole new world for reimbursement rates so that we could do more and we really could be seen as a valued member of the, of, of the wheel, a cog in the wheel. Yeah, I think 
healthcare is very funny that way that it's always a top profiting things. And one of the biggest pro- areas of profit in whatever area it's in, if it's in like where I'm at Cleveland, you're in North Carolina, but so many times profits are put over the welfare of the employees when it comes to healthcare, not just the patients, but also the employees. And that's, that's a huge issue all around. So yeah, thanks for, thanks for elaborating on that one. All right. Well, Hey, thanks for coming on Dr. Barlow. I appreciate it. And I really appreciate you sharing that post on Facebook and it helping people visualize what we go through in pharmacy all the time. I think that's huge to helping put our profession forward in some fashion. It might not be, might not be the way you expect it to, but at least it gets out there what we do and gets out in the light kind of what we go through on a daily. So thanks again for sharing that. I appreciate you for having me and anybody listening. Don't forget that it takes nothing to be kind to retail workers. Yes. Especially after this holiday season. Yes. Thank you. All right. Well, Hey, if you enjoy the show, please give us a a five-star rating on whatever platform you listen to it on. Also feel free to share us with your friends and thank you for listening to the political pharmacist podcast, your prescription for pharmacy and politics. Thank you.